Welcome to episode two of Let's Geek About It. In this episode, we're going to be talking Animal Crossing, we're going to be talking Mortal Kombat, and Kevin and I bump heads when it comes to anime. Hello and welcome to episode two of the Let's Geek About It podcast. It's Faris, Kevin and Hannah back with you again. How's it going, guys? Very good. Not too bad. Been an amazing week. What have your geeking escapades been for the past week? So this week, I obviously am obsessed with Animal Crossing. Still, I know, (laughs) a year later, I still love it because I've got a very special relationship with my islanders. So this week I logged in and there was a brand new update and it's given me all the Super Mario kit. So I've got a Princess Peach dress. I've got... Like little mushrooms, little stars, and the very best thing is the warp pipes. What what, what do you mean by the warp pipes? So, by know, the little... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go down one, and it brings you out to the other side of the island. Which Wait, is, so you can travel around the island? Yes. Why didn't they? Why have they only added this now? Well, they've got to keep you interested. They've I got guess. to like keep dangling those carrots. So now I've got a direct link from my house to Sherb's house, and Sherb is my, you know, he's my one true love. The, the little goat thing. The little blue goat. <laughs> he is my... my. I think you've mentioned him before. Yeah, you've got like a weird relationship with him. I've got a super relationship so with him. So you go like sleep in his bed every night. Yeah, every night. I go and I put her to sleep in his bed. My little avatar sleeps in his bed every night. It's dreamy. <laughs> and we like give each other gifts. I've got his picture on my wall. It's a bit weird actually when yeah, I say it It is a like bit that. weird actually, yeah. But yeah. I love him. It's very platonic. It's not weird. It's very it's... Black Mirror. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It's very Black Mirror. Like now it. I've said it out loud, it is a bit weird. But it's nice that the new update now means you can go to his house and get some pipe. <laughs> are you, are you, uh, no comment. So I go to Sherb's house every day, but Animal Crossing is amazing. I'm still playing it. Do you legitimately play it every day yeah. and do your dailies so, and collect your money trees? There's no way you do it every day. I do. I get home from work and I plug it in. I do 10 or 15 minutes on it. I go and dig up my fossils. I go and pick my fruits. There's just one thing I haven't done. I've done everything. Sure. Except. <laughs> no. How many hours have you clocked in? Um, I'd rather not say. Tell us. I think it was 3.50 last time oh, I checked. 3.50. You want to hear my most embarrassing hours clocked on a game? I think Skyrim is literally 850 hours. Oh my gosh, Ferris, that's insane. I could have learned a language. Yeah, you could have actually in that time. It but takes thousand hours to learn a new language. I know. Who wants to learn a language when you can play Skyrim? For 850 Did you hours. actually finish the whole game or you just modded the, the thing? I kept I kept replaying it. Yeah? Yeah. So here's a fun fact. like You know how Skyrim was popular because you could actually mod, mod yeah. the entire game from scratch? Like you can build, People could build whatever they want in that game. I was so busy wrapped up building stuff in that game. I totally forgot. Oh, yeah, there's an actual story I need to finish. You don't need to do the story in Skyrim. Yeah, it's a stupid story, to be honest. It's a stupid story to yeah. mess about. But I just, Skyrim, at least there was a story for you to do. There were side quests. Yeah. Animal Crossing has nothing. How have you done 350 yeah, hours on Animal Crossing? Animal Crossing does have a story. It's- you- once you get access to Tom Nook, well, <laughs> that's the story. Once, to, once Tom Nook stops exploiting you, there's I've, not much to do. I mean, I've paid off Tom Nook ages ago. I just, yeah, I don't know. It's so addictive. I just love collecting them shells. You know, I love seeing that little pirate die on the beach once in a while. It's all. It's I all. got stressed playing Animal Crossing. I played it the wrong way, to be honest. How'd you play it? Uh, so basically, there's an exploit in the game which has not been patched out till now. Is that you can actually farm tar- tarantulas. And you can start selling them. What? You can it, farm tarantulas? Yeah, you can duplicate oh, items in the, in the game. So basically, you need another friend to do it for you. So each time you swap items, and if you do it at the right time, the item uh, uh, basically duplicates. So you get two of them. And then oh. you just 
exponentially keep multiplying that and then you basically and to whom do you sell the tarantulas to, uh, to the nook store. and cranny just to every everything like you can like basically collect every potential item this way now controversially do you think it is ethically correct to farm tarantulas on animal crossing i mean they're pixels Why so not? no yeah, yeah they're, not they're not real i feel sorry for them you put them in the little boxes the and little then buggers keep stinging so no i don't feel sorry for them at all oh i feel bad yeah. for them i don't catch animals in animal crossing I mean, the the only animals are insects and fish in that game. Well, I know, and I just leave them be because I don't like it. Did you yeah. say be? Sorry. I mean, to, <laughs> I leave them. I mean, to wasp. be to be fair, to your argument, you do have a warp pipe to a goat, so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but to be fair, like, yeah. I don't need to farm tarantulas because one of the reasons I stopped playing Animal Crossing is because I got into the turnip market and I made uh, so many millions that it was um, no longer worth playing. Now we it just makes you wonder about real life, you know. Yeah, once you, you once you once you hit that cap, what do you do then? Yeah, exactly. When people but become billionaires. Life, no, because in real life you can spend it on Animal Crossing. What are you gonna do? Buy another mirror, you know? Like yeah. what are you gonna do? You can keep moving the houses around. Well yeah, you can do that. <laughs> Explains why Jeff Bezos has a twenty bedroom apartment at this point. Right? I know, right? <laughs> I, t- I, I the thing is I was playing Animal Crossing and it's really weird and if you think about it socially and economically. Yeah. Because when it started off, I'm like what the heck is Tom Nook doing? Why is his island? Why do I have to pay for everything? I have to pay for the bridges. I have to build the houses. I have to invite people to come to the island. Why am I, I doing right? everything? Why am I paying all doing this money? Doing all this dirty work. Yeah. It's like, this is oppressive. This is someone at the top who's financially oppressing me. Okay. But then as you play the game, you realize, okay, maybe you have to pay for everything. But if you think about it, the island does belong to you. Because you have full freedom to plant trees. You have full freedom to catch anything on it. You don't need licenses to fish. You don't need licenses to make money on that island. So it's actually a private paradise where you can keep making money. And the more you play, you start to realize, I have so much money. I should be building the bridges. I should be moving the houses. And well, it makes us think. Capitalism, baby. Capitalism. The people. <laughs> socialism. The people at the top should be paying for these amenities and the people at the bottom like when we first start the game it's really unfair but if you look at a lot of the world now people at the bottom continue to pay for everything while Mm. the top richest people it gets cheaper for them well hashtag revolution baby well (laughs) tom nook taught us a lot tom nook he did teach us a lot but I don't care about all that. I just care about Sherb. I mean, Sherb and the pipe. Sherb uh, and his pipe. And let's step away from Marxist theory right now. What have you been geeking about this week, Kevin? Uh, quite the opposite, actually. Uh, something like Animal Crossing without the animals and everyone's trying to kill you. So uh, I have been playing a lot of Valheim. Uh, oh, I've heard a lot of good things about Valheim. I'm yeah, actually going to start playing it with my friends on a server soon. Yeah, it's uh, very easy to set up. It's, so what is it? So think of it as Minecraft, but the whole world wants to kill you. Minecraft in Australia, actually. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Minecraft, everything wants to kill you as well. Well, not yeah. really. I mean, you won't have a random boar come and kill you in in Minecraft. Oh, okay. At least you know what's friendly and what's not. Over here, you don't. This oh. sounds a bit stressful, though. So you're it just is quite minding stressful. your own business, building a lovely thing, and then a wild boar yeah. comes. Well, to be, let me give you a good uh, indicator of what this game is. So you're basically... Uh, trying to reach Valhalla. You're in a Viking age. Uh, you're stuck in what is basically, uh, well, between heaven and hell. That, that kind of situation. It's like a purgatory kind of okay. place. And you're trying to like make, t- convince the gods that you are worthy of entering uh, Valhalla. And they basically drop you in this randomly generated map. No map's the same. Each map has a very different Ooh, that's setting. cool. I like yeah. that. It is. It's very much like Minecraft in that sense. Yeah. But there's also survival mechanics where you have to, like, eat and make sure. And there's the thing. You can't heal yourself like traditional medicine. 
it's tied to how much you eat. Okay. So oh. yeah, like and, like like yeah. Minecraft. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, no, no. But here's the thing. But with Minecraft, you can actually like eat continuously, right? To heal. Ah, uh, but you, you can't get full in Valheim. Exactly. You can't. Oh. You get full. So like very much like real life, you can't keep feeding yourself to like feel better. Oh, that's good. <laughs> So, I love I love the idea that he's like almost dying. He's like, no, I couldn't possibly have another one. <laughs> I'm just yeah, absolutely the game actually tells like you a- the game tells you you can't have another one. You already are. <laughs> and when I played it the first time around, I'm like, oh, this is a great game. This I can expand my building stuff in here like the way I did Skyrim. No, I got killed in two minutes. Uh, great. Me, r- literally, as I spawn, oh, there's a boar. Let me try getting some food. No, the boar will, will just ran, ran, ram you, and that's it. That's per- the end of that. Permadeath. No, you can though. You can okay. set up a permadeath. It, oh. it sounds stressful. It is, but the minute you get a hang of it, where you start building a Viking longhouse and you start get playing with friends, uh, imagine that you are all playing together. You really don't have an objective as, like in Animal Crossing, same in the same manner. But you are basically gathering resources, and then a bunch of trolls start to come in, and you want to start defending yourself. It does sound yeah. like it would be fun to play with friends. It and, is, and I've heard a lot of things about it. I know a lot of people are streaming it now, yeah. and some people are saying that it's going to be like the new. Like Fortnite's dying, Fall Guys is dying, Among Us is dying. This is going to be the new one, and it's going to have a lot of longevity. Yeah, it's going to be the this next is the new one. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be the next biggest thing for at least a couple of months before the other next biggest thing comes as this things with the world of gaming. You know, I mean, remember Anthem? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the heck is that? Oh, I guess uh, that's a very good conversation to have. So EA made this whole thing with Bioware, and you know, I don't know if you guys have played Mass Effect or. Yes, we have. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so then Bioware came up with this new games, live game service game called Anthem, where you all are in mech suits. It was a pretty cool concept. Think of it as you're in a world where you're Iron Man. You could fly around in a mech suit. Well, that Ooh. sounds cool. Why but the I problem with that yeah. was, it sounds great on theory, right? But as a single player game, that would have made sense. You're building your character, you're building yeah. your story. But when the game shipped out, it was like a multiplayer game. The servers did not work, mm. and then uh. everything was tied to like this loot system, kind of like Destiny, yeah, in a way, kind of like World of Warcraft as well, where you where loot is randomly generated. So in theory, you could have an amazing gear, but it would just be the next gear you pick up, which will be a higher level, but it does shitty damage. So in the end, in theory, you'll be shooting at an enemy, and it'll show zero damage all uh. the single time. Mm-hmm. So people just dropped it, and then uh, then the pandemic hit us, and then the game stopped being developed. And now the reason for that being, and I'm digressing here a bit, the reason why that is the case is because Dragon Age 4 is coming out in 2022. Ah. Yeah. And now come back, circle back to Valheim. Valheim's made by an indie studio. Okay. The game's only 2 GB, randomly generated. It's only 2 gigabytes. It's only 2 gigabytes, yeah. Because the actual world is not graphic. It's all like random pixel graphics, but they don't look that way. They're called voxels. Okay. It's another word for pixels, but... It's another whole different engine entirely. So it looks quite realistic. Rough. Yeah, like the water physics are amazing. The lighting's amazing. Is it's it re- quite easy to run on a machine? Or yeah, you have to have a good machine? Yeah, oh. you don't need to have a good machine either. Like you can have like a mid-range laptop, and that would be enough to run the game. Cool. So, so that maybe being I, said, I could play it because I don't have yeah. a, a gaming PC. You could technically play it. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, but the 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 distinction I'm making here is like small studio, great idea. They don't look at graphics. They don't look at mechanics. They look at what will get people to stick on and play this game more and more. Among Us, same thing. I was going to say, yeah, because yeah. people don't care so much about the graphics as they do about the game itself yes. working yes. and working well. My favorite game of all time, one of them, is uh, Fallout 3. Uh, yeah. Fallout New Vegas. And it's not because people of nostalgia. It. People are still playing Because it's such a good game and it doesn't matter how the graphics look. I mean, nice graphics are nice. But it's like, you know, a beautiful girl is nice. 
Well, if you don't have a nice personality, you're not you're not going to spend too much time with her. That's know? a yeah. really good analogy. Thank you. It is. Thank you. Mm. I'm such a wordsmith sometimes. Such a wordsmith. Yeah, yeah like dating is now a replayability factor at this point. It's a what? It's a replayability factor. Like how <laughs> now, when we, now when we say replayability <laughs> about women, what are we saying? Mm. <laughs> so Valheim, you say, is a uh, ugly girl with a nice personality. Yeah. So. <laughs> It's the girl next door. So it's the girl next door. You're telling me this is what the the kids are going to be playing. Nice top tip. I got to get ahead of those kids so I can, you know, start to like plug it for them at school. Do you think Hannah could uh, stream about it to children? Is there any mathematics? I would stream Valheim though. It'll be very stressful for her. Probably, yeah. Yeah, she'd be like, uh, at some point, you'll be like making sure you don't swear when certain things happen. Mm. Like you build this nice, lovely castle. And this random troll comes and just clubs everything oh, no. away. No, no. Yeah. No. And I don't like jump scares and things like that. Oh, there's no like, jump scares. Not really. No, no, just, no, no. It's the, just like you're building something and then suddenly like, a troll just waves his club inside your house. From inside your house. Oh, my. Yeah, and then you'll just see half your house just get wiped. Mm. I don't want to play this game. <laughs> that sounds, sounds horrible. But isn't that like an analogy of real life in that sense as well? Maybe. Maybe yeah. you should stream it to the children. Maybe Teach them that sometimes you Dreams can work and you die. can work and you can work. <laughs> But for, for reasons that are no fault of your own, it could all just mess up. You know? It's wiped from under your feet. And it's not always your fault. No. Yeah. That's the hardest lesson to learn, I think, which I think we've learned here on Let's Think About It. <laughs> Let's geek about it. Forgot the name of our own podcast. Venture <laughs> the philosophy there. Yeah, I know, right? For a second. Uh, I've been geeking, and, and I, I'm scared to bring this up, but I've been geeking over maybe nine years too late, The Legend of Korra, which I've only just started watching. Ah, yes. As in your words, the anime. Yeah. I've gotten into uh, fights with some weebs online. You're a bit of a weeb, Kevin. Yes, I am. Because I said that, listen, I understand that it's not made in Japan. I understand that it's made by Nickelodeon. But in every way that matters, it is an anime. Not really. Avatar is an anime. It's a cartoon. It's an anime. What makes something an anime? Hold on. Isn't a cartoon and an anime the same thing? That's what I'm saying. What is an anime? It's a cartoon. If you traditionally... Again... This is like a whole purist uh, speak over here. It sounds very purist. It's very purist speak here. <laughs> because a lot of people are very fiercely protective about the whole Japanese animation style. Okay. And let's face it, if you can call, if you say it's Western anime, yeah, fine. You have like a some you have like something to Okay, yeah, it's a uh, Western anime. Yeah, there you go. Like I I won't disagree with you. Okay. But people don't even like it when you use the word anime. Yeah, because people are like it's a Japanese term, it's applying to Japanese styles of animation. If it's made by Japanese creators, of yeah. which Legend of Korra is not, it's a it's a Nickelodeon product at the end of the day. Yeah, but it looks like anime. It smells like it's anime. It tastes thing. like anime. It's, it's anime. Same. I mean, like, look, if if the Americans caught Kanafa as something else in their version, well, how would you feel about it? But that's not the thing. If they made something that looked like Kanafa, smelt like Kanafa, was right. almost everything to do with Kanafa, and they called it Kanafa, I'd be like, yeah, good. So how how do you say that Legend of Korra is an anime? Why? Because it basically it is an anime. Like, it, it, looks look, like, it, it looks like one. It looks like anime. Smells like anime. In every way it is anime. So just call it anime. Just call it anime. I'm no. on Ferris's team it's here. It's the same thing. It's, I mean, what, it's what, animation, what, yes. What does anime mean? It's a Japanese word for animation. It means so, cartoon. Wait a sec. If you have a falafel that's made in America, is it not falafel? Exactly. Mm. Ah, he fell on his own sword. He got scored. Fell on his own uh, argument. Schooled by the teacher. Just because it was made in America, and in every sense of the word anime, then it's anime. What would be worse, in fact, is if they copied anime 
in style, in dialogue, in everything, and then called it like something else. But Americane or something like that. I do remember that they had this that argument. Is appropriation. Even the creators had this argument. I do remember this because they themselves have said they don't call it anything. They just said it's our thing. But it's I think the Legend of Korra fans are all about yeah it's an anime, and then the Japanese anime fans are like no it's not. Yeah, because you like, know they're trying to get into this exclusive be, club you because know? they're gatekeeping, and I'm not a fan of gatekeeping. They're gatekeeping the term Why do you anime. Why call it animation? Why do you have to call it anime though? I because it, you could, what's anime the difference? is animation. I, I, the thing that I got in trouble for, I posted this on TikTok. I said that uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender is the best thing to happen to anime <gasps> since Full Metal <gasps> Alchemist, and a lot of people got angry because it's not even anime. And I was like, listen. I didn't say it was. I just said it was the best thing to happen to anime because whether you like it or not, you don't watch a lot of anime. It becomes do you? it becomes part of the culture. It becomes part of the culture. It's the people who like traditional anime will also like Avatar: The Last Airbender. That is true. Therefore, it does add to the culture of anime. Yeah, but it's also like a style reference as well because a lot of what Legend of Korra and Last Airbender don't really have the same style. As Japanese anime, I mean, there is no real style. Code Gaius looks very different from everything else. True, but again, they all have the same. Again, see, Code Gaius is Japanese, though. Yeah, yeah. So they yeah. have. They can say that they're anime. What? But, but why? why? I mean, no. But why? It's, it's, it's a different style to the Japanese style, oh. or yeah, to the traditional it's, it's style. Sub, but because style. they're Japanese, they can say it's anime. Yeah, they now, can actually. I've never cared about this argument before, but now I'm feeling quite passionate about it. Okay. You've seen Studio Ghibli films, right? I have. Yeah. Do you know that they're not inherently considered anime because they're motion picture? Well, that's just silly. That's yeah, it is. In some but people don't get angry if you call it anime. Yeah, because it's, <laughs> it's made in Japan. You don't say yeah, it's made in Japan. There you go. Well, but like uh, the thing about Studio Ghibli, yes, yeah, Japanese, right? Yes. But Arietti in every way is similar to Studio Ghibli, but you're not allowed to call that an anime, are you? Because it was made in America, Arietti. There you go. It's just stupid at this point. Oh, it's just pedantic, it's pedantic and gatekeeping, and it doesn't it doesn't help anyone. And it's just exclusionary. You know what? No, it's pedantic. Avatar is one of the best animes <laughs> ever made. And if you have a problem with it, fight me in the comments. <laughs> I will mm. fight anybody except you, Kevin. I like you. Oh, thanks. Yeah, yeah. I think you just fought him now. <laughs> a little <You> bit. <laughs> so speaking of styles, what do we think? Because uh, we touched on this last time, uh, the new Shinu remakes of Pokemon uh, Generation 4, they've gone back to a sort of chibi-style thing, and I don't know how I feel I, about I, I, it. I can't deal with the chibi-style. You can't no, deal with it, no, can you? No. What do you think, Hannah? Because um, you're, I think you're the Pokemon fan in this room. I'm a huge Pokemon fan, but here's the thing. I take every game as it is, and I'm not going to say, oh, it should go back to this style, it should go back to that style. You can have an opinion. I think it's cute. I don't prefer it. I prefer the other style. I but thought we were moving towards a more open world MMO type of like proper person in a proper world and then they sort of went back and it just sort of like a looks like a slightly clean version of Diamond and Pearl just slightly cleaner it's the same but cleaner well you know they're cute and I'm happy anything that's cute I'm gonna play listen I'll play any Pokemon game you're, you're easy aren't you yeah yeah I, I, yeah. <laughs> I mean I'm very easy we all Pokemon, know that there's a literal Pokemon made out of rubbish it's called Trubbish yeah and, yeah, so. and it evolves into Garbodor. <laughs> Garbodor. <laughs> What's wrong with that? This is, I think it's no, that's so what like... I'm saying. Like the whole chibi thing, I get what they're doing it because they can literally turn literal trash into a Pokemon, and it'll still be fine. 
Exactly. Yeah, but I don't know how I feel. I was just expecting more, especially from the next remake. You're uh, getting remake. old, Faris. You're not, I am you're not getting in old. with the times. I'm not. But no, they're going, they're going back. I'm moving forward, and they're going back to chibi-style, like, yeah. little cute characters. And it reminds me a lot of... I don't know why this game didn't blow up, but um, Revenant Kingdom... Never, oh, heard of it. never heard of it. Nino Kuni, Revenant oh, Kingdom. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, Nino yeah. Kuni. Go with that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Nino Kuni, because the first one, Nino Kuni and the Wrath of the White Witch, was one of the most beautiful games I've ever played in my yeah. life. It looked like you were playing a, a Studio, Studio Ghibli, Ghibli film. Yes. And even in the open world, in the outer world, it was like, oh my God, this game is just so freaking beautiful. I can't. And then they made Nino Kuni 2, Revenant Kingdom. And the overworld was a sort of 3D chibi style thing as well. And I'm like, yeah. how are you getting mm. worse as it goes on? Yeah. I know but what you a mean. lot of people end up playing that game, actually. It's a good it, game. It's a very good game. I like the mechanic. It's less less but, Pokemon and more Dragon Quest. But yeah. it was like, why with the open world? Because already, you already did it. You already did the best thing you can do. Make it like hand-drawn overworld. And then they just made it this 3D chibi style nonsense. Mm. Well, who knows the rationale? But listen... Any Pokemon game that comes my way, I'm going to play it. I'm going to love it. I'm not going to criticize it. And I'm importantly not going to compare it. Yeah. Because people always compare. It's, it's especially a problem with Pokemon fans. They love to compare yeah. the games. Like, why didn't they do this? Why didn't they do that? Because no, no, no. they didn't. Can you just play it and just shut up? Just take it, play it, <laughs> love it, enjoy it. But I do love the Pokemon that look like animals because they're cute. And I just, I, the ones that do look like garbage or the ones that look like <laughs> a sword and a shield. I'm like, Wah. these days it must be really fun designing Pokemon because there's a Pokemon called Center Scorch. And I don't know if you've seen it, uh, Kevin, but it's designed on the space heaters. You know <laughs> yeah. how they have those, that, that wire that goes through it? They're like the oh grill thing. Goodness. And that gets hot. They're running out of ideas. Center Scorch is based on that radiator wire. No, but that's they're not running out of ideas. That was what I love. I love that they take any object. That's like me looking at looking at this microphone. Microphone Pokemon. Let me see. His mm. head could be a microphone. But then I'm like, oh, they made Loudred already. <laughs> <laughs> they yeah. did it already. Like someone, I don't know if you guys know about this, but there's actually a, a, a thing on the internet called the Pokemon Generator. What it does is it's basically an AI. Someone wrote an AI program and he took all the Pokemon ever and you can basically combine any two or three Pokemon. I have seen this. And it'll generate an actual image based on whatever you picked, and it'll pick a name as well. That's ridiculous. Like, you can get, like, Executor with Meowth, and it gets a hilarious <laughs> thing. And it makes, like, yeah, Executor Meowth. It's, yeah, Executor Meowth. So you can have, like, a three-headed Meowth. I don't even know how that would look. Yeah, like, you should try it. It just mixes them. It oh. mixes like, them up. Like, uh, so weird. like, you can mix Butterfree and Primeape, and you know what you get? <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> oh, Butterfree and, and primate. primate. Uh, don't. It's I didn't fine. do that math. I'm not going to say it. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> don't. I do remember this. Though. That was amazing when I saw that. It basically takes the first and the last names of the two Pokemon. Takes half of the first name and, and half, half of the, the last other name. one. Yeah. <gasps> <laughs> I got it! Terrible. Moving swiftly <laughs> along, one of the things that uh, our good friend Kevin Sebastian is um, very knowledgeable in is tech. You always get to try the newest tech. Yes. Sometimes it gets given new tech, which is, makes me very jealous. Can have you, you share the new tech? Have you tested anything recently? I have, actually. Uh, I got a new microphone for my stream. Nice. Uh, it's called the HyperX Quadcast S. I don't know if you know what HyperX is. I think is. it is. It's, it's really sexy because it has LED lights in it. Yeah, I and you can customize it as well. So say, for example, like you want to make a little uh, Pac-Man running through your microphone, you can <gasps> do that as well. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, so it's very convenient because it's very easy to set up. You just plug and play. It's like one of those very, very standard USB mics. But you can also set it up for interviews as well. It's got those multiple functions. 
that make it you can set up in different in cardioid fashion like the same way the mics we are using in the studio yeah think of that for a game streamer like they don't have to spend 2000 dirhams on what is clearly what we're using the studio mic yeah but you get close to the same sound quality it is pretty good the sound quality and i yeah. really want to buy one because i love the led lights on it yeah. but i already have a better microphone i have the at2020 yeah. so it would be silly to spend even more money on another one because it has pretty lights, but it has pretty lights. I you mean, can, are you, you really those. a gamer if you don't have RGB? No, no, you, I know, right? <laughs> you can get those pretty little lights down at Dragon Mart and just stick them around. You know, the little it's ones the with same. the back. That's not the same. No, 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 it's not the same. It's actually in the grill. The lights are inside the Like, grill you see the how mic. the microphone has this like, metal grill? This mic, but That's what lights up. LEDs inside that oh. mic. I don't get it. Why? I, Imagine like, Pac-Man running through this little yeah, grill. Okay, well. Yeah, but it's really cool. And that's what I got recently. I also started getting uh, a lot of keyboards in for gaming. Nice. Uh, one of the things that is really trending right now in the gaming world is people don't like the number pad, clearly. I don't know why. It's a thing. So they call the 60% keyboards where they're just like this small and they are meant for people to carry around and go to gaming parties and oh, just play. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So Tiny little keyboards to play with. Yeah. And uh-huh. uh, like, there's no number pad. It's like basically a laptop keyboard and... On, but there's a physical keyboard. I, I, I thought you use the number, like, don't you use the number keys when you're playing? Sometimes, depending Sometimes, on the game. Some, like, I feel like it's quite important. For people who are playing a lot of shooter games, uh, like first-person shooters, they basically don't actually use any other key besides WASD, spacebar, shift, and control. Uh, and okay. they have the mouse to do everything else for them. Listen, this is a very touchy subject for me, like um, gaming keyboards, because we have an ongoing battle in my house because I find the keyboard that lives in my house the most hideous thing on the planet. Hannah yeah. doesn't like... Do they go clickety-clack? Yeah, ah, click-clacks. <laughs> Hannah has an issue because Hannah and I are friends and mm. she, as much as we love having her on the podcast, she doesn't mm. like the classic thing that gamers like. She doesn't Mechanical like RGB people. lights. Oh, you don't she like doesn't RGB? Like, Not in my she, house. She doesn't like clear computer cases where you can see all the LEDs inside no. and the moving parts. She doesn't like it. Not in my house. She home. likes Apple products. I like things that you can just put away neatly and hide in a cupboard. Yeah, but then what's the point of using them? She wants to live in an IKEA catalog. I do. It's gorgeous. <laughs> I actually went to IKEA yes yesterday. Nice. And I pick, uh there's the IKEA Symphonist speakers. I don't know if you ever seen them. They actually start making speakers now, IKEA. Interesting. They, I, I did know this. Yeah. Yeah. Is so, it IKEA that makes a little side table that is made of speaker? Have you seen this thing? Uh, not. It's not a side table though. It's a. It's like a bookshelf kind of a thing. Okay. So they have like various models. The one that I got were the, uh, they're called Symphonisk because IKEA is hard to pronounce. It would be otherwise. <laughs> and uh, it's more for, you will actually love this because it's actually for yeah, Apple users more than Android. Mm. It works on both, but you technically, when they made this thing, they're like, we don't want any notifications as the one of your phones vibrating right now continuously. <laughs> we don't want any notifications and uh, we don't want any other distractions when you're playing your music. Sound quality is pristine. I've never heard something sound so clear. Really? On really? a table lamp speaker. From IKEA, you say? Yeah. Interesting. But what? when's IKEA going to start making gaming PCs? They're making gaming <laughs> uh, shelves, though. That's actually already happening. They're making gaming shelves. So this is another issue in my house. We now have to have a gaming desk in my house. And I'm like... Why don't we just have consoles that live in the cupboard? Let's play on the consoles. That makes me happy. Because PC Master Race, that's why. Yeah. Well, that's a whole other thing. For tell, a whole other day. Tell her how much your uh, your computer's Please worth. Please don't. Uh, tell her. I have spent about $15,000. <gasps> 15,000 15, dirhams, dirhams, if you didn't catch that. 
15,000 dirhams. But Do you yeah, know here's the thing, though. how many purses you could buy with that? <laughs> here's the thing, though. It's going to be cheaper than buying a PlayStation 5 in the long run. Uh, I'm not going to hear it. Yeah, because, because you could spend 15000 on a computer and you could have that for eight, nine years oh, and you what? just need to replace the parts. Whatever. Yeah. Whereas a PlayStation 5, once the PlayStation 6 comes out, it's obsolete, it's over, it's blau, snap back to reality. If you can get one, even now. <laughs> but the best thing is you put your PlayStation 5 in the cupboard, you close the door. You can't even do that with a PlayStation 5 anymore. It's too big, have it's you seen it? It's too big, them? you've seen it? It's... Yeah, I've got a big cupboard. Wow. Look at weird flex, but okay. <laughs> well, okay, so Kevin, what do we have to look forward to? Because the end of the year, the Nintendo Switch Pro is coming out. Yes, oh, because yes. this was a rumor for the longest time. Yeah, but Bloomberg com- confirmed it. When did this happen? This happened three days ago, actually. Yeah. And uh, the new Nintendo Switch Pro will have 4K. You can finally can it'll finally work on 4K TVs. Properly. Nice. That's exciting. Does it need 4K? doesn't really need it. It doesn't need it. No, but imagine you want to play Animal Crossing on 4K. I would oh, love to. Sherb's I, little I face. I, I could see all his little freckles. I don't think it would make Mac that much of a difference. I mean, Legend of Zelda, despite being on the Switch. Breath of the Wild on 4K. I would kill for that. I feel like it was already beautiful. It's, I, yeah, I, but on 4K, holy, I, well, I would like. I would definitely play that on 4K. Listen, I'm going to tell you guys straight up. I can't tell the difference between 4K and just like... I don't really know what the other one is. <laughs> well, like... 10, 1080 80. Yeah, see, I knew that. Is, there, is there that much of a difference? There, or is, like a, there is a difference. 720. I just can't tell the what, difference. What else does the Switch Pro do? Because as far as I'm it's thinking gonna, right now, it's not worth me buying. So the display is much more sharper and it's got a lot better battery life. It's going to be a slightly bigger device. But the good, the good news for that announcement is once that product gets announced, other Switches get price drops. That's true. That's good. Yeah. And the other thing that this is good news for is it means it's going to keep making games. So we yeah. can cross our fingers for some more Zeldas and some more Pokemons and all yeah, the, the good stuff. Yeah, the next Zelda game will be a Switch Pro. Ooh, maybe I come... will buy a Switch Pro. Yeah. But if they make a new Zelda game, Breath of the Wild 2, it's not going to be a Switch Pro exclusive. No, no, no. It's no, going to no, 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 It's going to no, no, no. be compatible, right? But they'll probably make it the game in such a way that you have to experience this in this console. Oh, oh, that's, oh, that's naughty. To be fair, I played Breath of the Wild on the Wii U. I played it on the PC. It's quite fun. And... Can't do that legally. No, but there are mods for that, actually. We do not condone the actions no, no, so of Kevin, Sebastian, <laughs> it's uh, a, this podcast. It's an engine thing, so it's not technically... It's a very grey area, Yeah. but the idea is that people want to play with the engine so you can do certain things. Imagine you want to get Shrek in Zelda. Shrek I mean, that would Zelda. be pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. You know he's obsessed with Shrek. You know, literally, you can make all the goblins look like Shrek. All right, let's do it. <gasps> let's do it. But I couldn't kill Shrek. I know, but but you fun. shouldn't kill those sweet little bokoblins. This is another yeah. another thing that I. You know what? I was playing yesterday, and I'm like, because they're just camping, aren't they? Yes, that's you go what I'm around. You. They're camping. They're, dan- yeah. they're dancing. They're doing nothing wrong. They're, they're, by they're the cooking way. some steak. This is what I'm telling you. And then me, blonde white guy, shows up. All right, <laughs> just starts swinging my sword around, smashing them up, taking their steak, and I'm like. You, uh, Am I the baddie you in this are, thing? Link, I've said it all along. Link is the bad guy. Let these poor little bokoblins live their best life. Do you think it's a uh, you know a metaphor for 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 the colonial <laughs> the colonizers coming to other countries? Well, while we're just trying to like when we were in the Middle East, just trying to dance and cook our meat, then suddenly. <laughs> you know, you know this applies to Animal Crossing too, right? You're privatizing a private island. Uh, you know. I'm not going you're to. You're getting it. You're getting it paid. You're paying taxes to a dubious third party called Tom. Mm. Oh my god! <laughs> this is, is This Crossing. is this is why we invited Hannah, <laughs> just, just just to provide the white guilt. 
<laughs> oh, thanks, guys. And on that bombshell, <laughs> it's time to end. It did get a little bit weird at the end of that episode yeah, of did. Let's Geek About It. Yeah, it did. Shall we do another podcast, a spin-off called Let's Geek About It Gets Political? Let's uh, get political about it. No, thanks. No, thank Paris, you. Your Arab, we will not be out of this loophole. <laughs> yeah, but this is audio, so I can pretend. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much, Kevin, for coming in. Thank you so much, Hannah. You're welcome. And we're going to be doing it again next Saturday. Until next time, stay awesome, stay geeky. Love you, bye. Yalla, bye. Take care.